0: Welcome to the Psychic Hour. I'm Christy Brower, here with a very special co-host, an original Psychic Sister, and my (laughs) wife, Rhonda Knutson. Rhonda, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear that I'm one of the original Psychic Sisters, right? You
0: are. (laughs) You definitely are, and it's so fun to have you here. Yeah. So we just want to... Say welcome to everybody, give you a minute here to get into the chat. This is the psychic hour, so we will be having a psychic conversation, which I know is something a lot of people really enjoy around here. Yeah, I'm excited. But you can see the chat over on your right-hand side if you just click on comments. Do you see uh-huh. that? Uh uh-huh. You'll be able to see our chatters. Welcome, Cranky, you're first here today.
1: <laughs> there we go. I love your name.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that a great uh, isn't that a That's
1: great awesome. name? That's
0: awesome. So, Rhonda, it's been a while since it you've has. been on a Psychic Sister show. It has. How does it feel to be back in the saddle? It 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 feels a little weird. I'm a little bit
1: nervous, to tell you the truth. I'm I'm really? excited, but a little nervous. It's it's been boy a year or more now. I think the last really? one I did was uh, in December, uh, Christmas. I I did a christmas show with you guys so
0: yeah it's been a while been quite a while so it's nice to have you here yeah. welcome jennifer jacqueline cammy i know our chatters are coming in the first question we always ask on this show is what did you make for dinner So <laughs> chatters go ahead and let us know Rhonda, what did we make for dinner
1: we actually had wings from a really great barbecue place.
0: Yes, so we did. I don't know
1: this if we're awesome. allowed to say the name of it or not, but
0: um oh. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to care to be perfectly honest.
1: Sorry, hey my, Chris,
0: hey Oriana.
1: My uh, Welcome, welcome. My phone's going off and I tried to turn it Ooh. off and turned on Bixby. So, I don't know.
0: Whoops.
1: <laughs> I don't know Cammy's. what's going on.
0: They had clam chowder and toasted cheese sammies. Ooh. Ooh. Cranky beef stew and crackers with banana bread. Look at you guys. It's so great. industrious. Hey, Kathy, welcome, welcome. Ground turkey with salad over here. Not, oh, look at you being all healthy. Way to go. I
1: know.
0: I know. Jennifer says my daughter made rice and broccoli with cheese sauce. Yum. That sounds good too. Yum. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Moonbeam. Welcome. So oh Bianca, pork chops and cabbage. Nice. Oh, oh Oriana, steak, and steak and salad. Nice. You guys
1: eat good around here. That's they awesome. They do.
0: Lots of good cooks in here. Mm-hmm. So while we give you all a chance to get here, we um, you know, we've been debating what what are we gonna talk about on the show today? Because Rhonda's don't... counselor, mm-hmm. as you've as you may or may not know. And so we wanted to talk about something that maybe had kind of a metaphysical bent and a mental health bent. Right. Right. Yeah, so we thought maybe we could talk about empath overload. I suspect many of oh, you listening tonight. I don't know if you lost me, me or we that. lost you. Um, I can see you and hear you. You can't see me? hmm are you are we back? Yeah.
1: No, I just lost you for a second, so I wasn't Oh, sure. okay. I think so.
0: Okay. So yeah. Oh, turkey chili for Jacqueline and Moonbeam's making steak for your dogs. Well, your dogs are very lucky. Wow.
1: <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Wow.
0: Just a wow. My huh. dogs
1: get my dogs get part of my steak, but I don't make them their own steaks. So now Moonbeam has me. Ah <sighs> under the gun no. a little bit if my dog you've find been one
0: upped here because you uh I don't know. you are the dog a spoiler <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah
1: yeah uh, did you say bianca, did hi. you see
0: uh, yeah bianca said it's glad to, she's glad to finally meet you here's darla mm-hmm. he darla welcome welcome so Rhonda, when I say and empath- yeah. When I say empath overwhelm, what does that mean to you?
1: Mm-hmm. To me or to them? To you. Oh, to me. Oh, yeah. well, um, empath, yeah. <laughs> empath overload to me um, kind of feels like all this. I guess for me, it comes across as, uh, you know, an, an anxiety you know, and, and depression. And, um, you know, of course I look at things through a mental health lens, but when I think of that for myself, um, especially that's when I need a break, you know, is when I'm, I'm feeling overloaded, um, and my, my empathic skills, so to speak, are are getting overloaded. I know for me, that's, that's when I need a break. Um, and that's what I see a lot of times in, in the families I work with, um, you know, is, you know, that empathic overload. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, uh, kind of increased mental health symptoms then, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw something that said, you know, a, a, a good portion of, um, of emergency room visits right now, um, besides COVID, of course, are mental health concerns. Um, are, are really coming up for people. And, and, you know, the the pandemic has made it harder, obviously. Um, you know, we were talking about this earlier that it, it's, it's made it hard to know, um, you know, who kind of who your friends are, you know, um, it's, it's really Mm -hmm. helped, helped me anyway to go, okay, that, that's somebody that I still want to be friends with. And, you know, maybe not so much with that person. Um, So just kind of figuring that stuff out too. And, and I think that's part of that compassion fatigue or that, uh, uh, that fatigue piece is that, um, you know, we try to see other people's point of view for so long and as as empaths, we, we go even further, you know what I mean? And so, um, I, I think sometimes we feel like we've been walked on a lot or Mm -hmm. we've been taken advantage of, um. Because of because of just giving and and trying to see somebody else's point of view and trying to to be there and be a, you know, a good person, um, how we assign ourselves as a good person. So
0: sure, sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So like a lot of people have been expressing empath overload uh, arounding the stuff that's just been happening in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and as a as a mental health professional because i know a lot of us as as empaths feel this helplessness around how do i help a situation like that you know i think many of us actually you know kind of feel some guilt around i'm in idaho what can i do you know right right so how do you help people work through that thinking you know that we're somehow responsible or that we're not doing enough mm-hmm. if we don't you know, help solve a problem that we truly do not have any power to solve.
1: Right. Well, I I think it kind of goes back to, you know, feeling like we have power, you know, that we co-create or, or whatever. And so going back to that, um, then when we're, uh, there's something that, that is horrible that happened, you know, did we kind of, you know, co-create that in some way, first of all, um, you know, with, um, with, the the global warming and you know all that kind of stuff um but also we like to feel like we have power as as human beings and when something like that happens we recognize how powerless we really are um that there are things that we can do um individually obviously um you know we can always send money or time or our talents to uh to help um but as far as you know I know what you mean about that kind of feeling guilty, like, you know, I've got it pretty good right here. And and um, and what can I do to help support others and recognize that the others are. Are in such a horrible place, um, right? How can I help? Yeah.
0: Yeah. What do we. So what can we do? What do you think we can do?
1: Well, like I said before, you know, we can, we can send money, we can send um, our time or talents, depending on, you know, if that's something that would be beneficial um, or wanted or needed. Um, the other thing I think we can do is, is, you know, we, you always hear you're in my thoughts and prayers and, and it kind of feels like, Oh, it's just kind of a blow off kind of thing. But I think that that actually does make a, a huge difference. Um um, when we think about somebody, when we send energy to that person or that situation, it does change things. And especially when a lot of us get together and send energy, um, or, or thoughts or prayers or however you do it, you know, meditations and things like that. I believe personally that it does make a difference. Um, mm-hmm. that it does send some, um, some good energy that way, as far as maybe to the right people, um, the right, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what they have, uh, you know, but their, their government, you know, sending that energy to the government to, to help them, uh, sending it to the people in in particular to Mm -hmm. help them, um, you know, to our government to, to do what we can, um, and recognize that we can't solve it individually but we can definitely make it better uh collectively
0: yeah yeah absolutely well and you know thoughts and prayers when it's said glibly doesn't mean Mm -hmm. anything but when it when you put some energy behind it you send love from your heart if you do energy healing you know of any form or you pray or whatever if you put some intention behind it then it's a little bit different deal isn't it
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, yeah, it it's gotten kind of glib to say, oh, you're in my thoughts and prayers or I'm thinking mm-hmm. about you or, you know, this horrible tragedy and you're in my thoughts. Well, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is, is that heart, too. You're you're not just in my thoughts. You're in my, you know, my chakras, so to speak. You know, I'm yeah. I'm using my energy to send you. Uh, energy and and um, intention and uh, love and peace and harmony and whatever you need at this moment. That's what I'm trying to send.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like Cranky said, I just donated to a charity that helps refugees, mm-hmm. and that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, Bianca says, I get what you mean. Usually I'm very vocal about civil or human rights, but occasionally I just get tired, but I will donate and sign petitions. Voting even locally is very important. It is. It's all really important. You know, and I think that one of the things that happens, I know, because it happens to me, and I've seen it happen to other people, and, and you know, chime in here as you are, you know, recognizing yourselves as empaths and, and, and feeling this stuff, that um, there are times when just the collective energy gets heavy and becomes kind of a weight,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you sort of get flattened. You get sick. You feel like you're sick, you get a migraine, you get super tired, something happens that just kind of puts you down because that collective energy gets so heavy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I know that that is something I struggle with a lot, is that I feel that, um, and then it just kind of knocks me down.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to recognize that, you know. For me, I always feel guilty when I'm sick um, or I'm, you know, not going to work or not doing something I need to do. And and I've recognized a, a lot through Christy's help that, you know, I really need to honor that. That's my body. That's my energy. That's that's me saying, "Okay, you've done enough. You need a break. You need a, yeah. you know, you need to do um, something for yourself." And a lot of times for me, that's just you know taking a nap or sleeping or you know, just puzzling doing something I wanna do, not because somebody is is telling me you gotta do this and you gotta do this and and I notice for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but the more I get on my list of things to do, um the more that happens, and so I have to figure out a way to cut down my list um so to so to speak, to mm-hmm. make it manageable every day,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Jennifer says, oh, that she could use some good vibes. She has an MRI tomorrow, hoping the images show what's wrong with my back. Mm. So let's just take a moment and everybody send some love from your heart. Or if you practice a modality, let's just send a little energy to Jennifer, yeah. um, that she's going to get some answers out of this MRI. Cause boy, do I know how frustrating it is to go through the trouble of getting an MRI and not get an answer. Mm-hmm. So let's just send some good intentions, Jennifer's way that. Yeah, she's gonna get the answers that she needs. Yeah, yeah. Cranky says take breaks from Facebook and news on YouTube. It's really an energy zap. <laughs> so is it. I've actually
1: so stopped watching uh, news. I, I used to watch it every night, you know, um, and uh, before bed. And I've I seriously have had to stop watching the news. And um, that being said, you know I do tend to get my news from facebook and, and some of those places but you i gotta do watch that <laughs> I, I also do tend to check that out and and make sure that it's true it's not just somebody's opinion that they're sending off as truth but right. but i agree um, a friend of mine and i were talking about facebook and about how um, hard it is to get away from all the stuff on there all the all the heavy stuff yeah. You know, I'll I'll scroll through and find a positive meaning or or something like that, and and that makes it worth it. And that's when I shut it down. But I'll scroll through a ton of stuff before I get there. You know,
0: right, right. It, it's true, and we do have to really watch that because it's true. Cranky, it is such an energy zapper.
1: It is. And it is for our kids, and I think that's something that we need to recognize as parents is, you know, our kids get really caught up in that, and especially with the pandemic and, and summer, and, you know, now they're going back to school, some of them and some of them aren't, and, you know, our kids get overloaded with that kind of stuff, too, and especially if they're empaths, yeah. um, you know, and it's it's hard for them also.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely true. Uh, Paula says for too many people saying you're in my thoughts and prayers is a way to avoid actually doing something right that's I I usually say something else now because it is kind of a triggering statement Mm -hmm. because yeah it used to have a positive meaning behind it and now it's like Mm -hmm. I don't really care about you you know Mm
1: -hmm. well I mean you know not to be too personal but you know you've lost both your parents and you've heard that before you know you've heard you're in my thoughts and prayers and it had no meaning at that yeah I mean you know you're in my thoughts and prayers yeah I'm going through something very horrible and and you're thinking about me I think we have to take it back and say I'm really thinking about you I'm really sending love to you and maybe that's what we need to say is you know uh, instead of you're my thoughts and prayers you're you're in my heart you know, yeah. you're in my, um, I, 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 you know, I love you. I think we need to say that more to more people yeah. um, and, and just let them know that, you know, we really, we really feel that for yeah. each other.
0: So. We do. Definitely. And I, I you're very right. We it shouldn't be trite. Mm-hmm. Jennifer says, it seems like they only show the bad things on the news. I would like to see some good stuff on there. Okay, so go to org, mm-hmm. And that is, they do a daily report. It's a like a news magazine uh, website, mm-hmm. daily reports about all the good things that are happening on the planet. And I love it. I used to do a radio show where every week I would pick a story from that mm-hmm. and share it. Because th- there's actually lots of really great things happening on the planet right now. It's not all bad in any way.
1: No. It's not. And that, and that's something, you know, I, I don't know how on Facebook I got on the save the animals. Um, but I get all these, all these stories. The about how, stuff? Yeah. And I can't read it, oh. but I love, I love that there are people out there who see something and do something about it. They don't just walk away. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I would love to think that I'm that kind of person. I, I think I would, um, you know, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I would. I think I would be that kind of person that would, if I saw somebody struggling, that I would go and help them and were an animal or something like that. I don't know about a bear, though, or a moose. I.
0: Uh, <laughs> you don't know if you're going to help a bear or a moose on the side I, Yeah, of the road. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: not that they don't yeah. have
0: meaning, but, you know. That's a little scary. I, I have you, meaning you too. There. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, welcome, Kev. Welcome, Christy. Nice to have you all here. Uh, Cranky says, um, I watch funniest home videos on YouTube. I like to see people having fun and laughing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Me too. Really uplifting, just funny, silly stuff. I know We, we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Not the milk crate challenge, though. I am really tired of seeing people break their arm. <laughs> That's <laughs> really gross. Why are people doing that? But yes, I I agree. I like um I I watch I I scroll TikTok quite a mm-hmm. lot because um it's a lot fun, more fun and funnier than uh, uh Facebook is these days. But yeah, lots of you know funniest home videos kinds of things on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Moonbeam says, would you use the same tips when feeling empath overload from family and friends having problems? I find it difficult to offer help without losing myself in someone else's problems. Oh, this is such a good question. I have some thoughts, but Rhonda, what do you think?
1: Um, you know, I, yeah, this is a hard one. and, And it's funny that you, you mentioned this because I was talking to a colleague today about, about empath overload, uh, with family and friends who are, you know, kind of taking it to the nth degree, so to speak. Yeah. And it's hard because as a, you know, as a counselor, I'm like, okay, well, this is what we need to do. And I realized that for me, um, sometimes I forget that we, our friends and family need to process too. And it's okay for them to process. And they don't want us to solve it. And I think we've got to get out of the mindset of that, of trying to solve it. That being said, if it's overloading you and you feel yourself falling into their problems, it's because you probably want to solve it. You want to make it better. You know, you want to, you want to help them. And, and so, um, you know, as a counselor, we're taught how to kind of turn things around. And, and so, um, you know, when they're saying, you know, I'm I'm having a problem with this, um, you know, you listen and then you say, okay, what can you do, or or brainstorm with them, you know, mm-hmm. or, or think, have I ever had that kind of problem, and what can I do, or what did I do, you know, and and sharing it. So rather than getting hooked up in their stuff, kind of sharing your stuff and also sharing kind of the positive things that you've tried or that you've done.
0: So yeah, that's what oh, i I love that with. giving you know, kind of some helping them brainstorm. Mm -hmm. I, I think one other thing, and we, we do this some in our family and sometimes we kind of say it after the fact, but to identify right at the beginning, I'm not looking for an answer. I just need to vent. And if you can Mm -hmm. say that so that the other person is just going to hear you, um, you know, not, not expecting to solve it or feeling the need to solve it. Even if you started doing that moonbeam with the people around you, when you need to vent You could set a good example to help people to identify. I just need to say these words to somebody. I'm not asking you Mm -hmm. to fix it. I'm not putting this on you. I just want to, this is making me Mm -hmm. so mad, you know, whatever it is. And I I think Mm -hmm. that helps a lot because if you can define it right from the beginning, then you know exactly what the expectation is. And if the expectation is that you solve it, that does take some major boundaries you know what, I'm, I'm happy to be here and support you, give you ideas, but you know, you, you've also got to solve your own stuff.
1: Well, and, and another thing you can do, you know, you say at the bottom, I, I, I help, you know, I, without losing myself in someone else's problems, you know, one of the things that, um, that really works and that has worked for me. So again, I'll, you know, I'll own it is journaling. So if there's an issue going on, say between Christie and I, and, um, and I'm not sure if it's my issue, or if it's her issue um, that I'm taking on, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'll journal about that and just say, okay, this is what I'm feeling is this me or is this her? And if it's her, is there something I can do to support her in what she's going through without taking it on? Yeah. Um, we see this a lot with um, anger. You know, I'll tell families that um, anger is like a tennis ball. And if I can throw it and get you to catch it, guess what? I'm not angry anymore, but you are, right? <laughs> so what we have to learn how to do is one. not catch somebody else's stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and as an empath, that making that differentiation between is this me or you mm-hmm. helps you to determine is this actually mine to solve or not? Right. That's that's like a number one skill in managing yourself and your emotions as an empath is is this me? Right. This somebody else. So right. important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jeannie likes the good news network. I'm glad. Good. Um, Yes, um, Kev does send me a lot of funny TikTok videos, and I love that. (laughs) That, you know, some funny TikTok videos can perk up my day so quick. I love that. So finding some things um, that you know can bring you up if something has drug you down. So Mm -hmm. important, you know, having some skills, um, having probably what you would call your toolbox, huh, Rhonda? Yeah, well, and, and the thing
1: that that we we look for when um, somebody's starting to kind of feel down, and we look at depression and stuff, is that coming up or anxiety. Um, you know, the questions that we ask are: Are you eating? Are you eating the same more or less than you used to before? Are you sleeping the same more or less than you were before? And this is my favorite: Are you doing things that you like to do? More, or less, or the same as you were before. Um And the reason being so is important. those are the three things that we tend to start to move away from when we're getting stressed, when we're, you know, overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that those are also the three things that will bring you back to normalcy, you know,
0: back mm-hmm. to where you were before. But getting back into that routine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah cranky says i had to learn not to be the goalie (laughs) yeah yes that's a really really important one yeah this Mm -hmm. is not a game i don't have to catch all your problems Mm -hmm. yeah yep, really important
1: exactly
0: well and a huge part of this i think for most of us as empaths also is is really practicing our own spirituality Mm -hmm. you know whatever that is Mm-hmm. When we get stressed, when we get overloaded, is when that kind of all goes out the window. I know I'm just as bad as anybody else. Right? I'm not meditating like I should be. I'm not doing energy work on myself. I'm not using my crystals. I'm not, you know. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And so catching yourself and recognizing when do you need to, you know, re instigate your own spirituality when you're starting to feel empath overload is super important too.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah, totally.
0: Totally agree, yeah, oh, interesting. Paula says, my husband is an empath, and it used to frustrate me that I was the only person he couldn't read. A counselor pointed out that it was a good thing or he would be overwhelmed with the twenty four seven emotions. <laughs> right. That is actually a good thing. it's it's okay for there to be a little space there. we mm-hmm. as empaths, we have a tendency to think that everybody feels everybody else's emotions like we all do, and and it's actually not true. Mm -hmm. There are people out there that don't at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it might seem strange. um, But really, you don't have to feel other people's stuff. I mean, you feel it spontaneously, but you don't have to take it on in the long term.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. And and the thing is is that I, I think in some ways you really don't want your partner to read you, you know, or to mm-hmm. to know exactly where you're coming from all the time because it takes that spontaneity and it takes that responsibility from the other person to talk about what they need to talk about. You know what I mean? And For if sure. they're always expecting somebody else to know what's wrong with me then I don't ever have to talk about it. And then it's your fault. It's not my fault because you're supposed to read me, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. I, it, it's that whole thing about taking responsibility for your own emotions and then expecting everyone else around you to do that too.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. And uh, that's hard as an empath, especially if you've not been doing that. And then you start to set that boundary. That can be particularly hard. Mm-hmm. What do you what what what's what's your advice for somebody if they're starting to set better boundaries around not taking on other people's emotions or problems? Because people have a tendency to react to that. Oh, you don't care, huh? You don't care about me anymore, kind of thing. How do you recommend that people manage that?
1: Well, the big thing I'm going to tell you is it gets worse before it gets better, Um, Mm -hmm. and consistency is your key to any change that you want to make with another human being. You have to be consistent. If you give in once, then it's going to take twice as long. If you give in twice, it's going to take three. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. that kind of thing. Because we're conditioned to think that um, I can, you know, it's that I can control kind of thing. I'm in power kind of thing. And, right. and we want power over ourselves. We want power, but not over other people. Right. And so, um, so just recognizing that uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, Um, but yeah, we, we want, sorry, I do that sometimes. (laughs) Um, So just recognizing that, um, that we can help others not, and not give up ourselves. So be consistent, say what you want to say, so, if I were telling Christy, you know, we're not going to talk about the dog anymore. We're not. We're just, I, I can't, I can't talk about the dog anymore. Right. And uh, we talk about the dog all the time. So, it's no big deal. But, them, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, she goes, Well, the dog. And I'm, I, I will have to restate my boundary. Okay, because Mm -hmm. she's not going to get it the first time and she's probably not going to get it the second time. She might get it the third time. Right. If I'm consistent. okay. but if that one time she's like, well, the dog did this and I go, are you kidding me? Guess what? Now we've set ourselves back and it's taught her that she can walk on my boundaries, that she can step over those boundaries and that I'll go with her. You know what I mean? So consistency is the best thing and also recognizing you can't, you know, you can't take a big chunk and expect everybody to to uh, respect it at first. You need to take little chunks, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, um, take a little piece and say, you know, so it bothers me, you know, when my mother-in-law comes over to the house or whatever, right? and <clears throat> what what is it that bothers me? Well, it's when she comes and she doesn't knock and she just walks in, right? Okay, so what do I need to do about that? What you know, and and so, Kind of break it down, too, and recognize that that's what's going to give you the best success. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. A little bit at a time is super important when setting those boundaries. But as empaths, it's one way that we really work on overload with our friends and family, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So Cammie says, are there stones that we can carry with us that may help as well? Yeah, there, there definitely are. You know, one of the stones that I think is really important for empaths is called Prenite. It's P-R-E-H-N-I-T-E. Um, and I don't have a piece sitting here that I can get to <sighs> without. What? I mean, I do, but it's a little too far away. Uh, <laughs> it's It's a green stone with some black inclusions and it's a great stone for grounding the heart chakra. And one of the things that happens when we're struggling with like setting boundaries is we get scared that the other person is going to be mad. They're going to, they're going to be consequences, you know, that kind of thing. And so grounding your heart is important. And Prennite is a great stone for that. So if you don't have some, get some, it's not hard to come by. And it's a, it would be a great stone to help with this particular issue.
1: Well, and, and I think you bring up a good point, too, which is um, you are worth it. It's okay for you to set those boundaries. You are worth it. You are worth um, being cared for. You are worth being loved. And you are worth standing up for yourself and saying no more. Yeah. So, you you know, really recognizing that, I think, is a big part of it, too.
0: Mm-hmm. It is, most definitely um kev says i'm learning more and more to observe and check in with myself it helps me to diffuse a lot of unwanted energy when i feel the energy is thick at work Mm -hmm. yeah because it's probably not your energy that's thick at work that's somebody else's stuff right it's okay to leave it over there you know you we don't always have to pick it up and carry it around although you know as empaths that is our that's our instinct And so it's okay if it takes Mm -hmm. some practice. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Well, and I think work is a hard one too because
1: you, you can't smudge it. You know, you can't. Yeah.
0: Right. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. You can't smudge it. You have to just be aware of it. And yeah, observing and checking in with yourself is is the best thing. What, what do you consider to be good daily care as an empath for yourself?
1: You know, you've done a a meditation that, that I love. And um, it's the one where you uh, are in the, you know, when you're in the shower, you wash everything away. You wash your white light shower. Yeah. Yes. I love that one. And so I've always used that one um, to, kind of cleanse everything, uh, every day. The other thing I try to do is I try to, before I get out of bed, just, you know, a bit between waking and getting out of bed, just be grateful for the day, um, and be grateful for, um, you know, having another day to, to, uh, do the best that I can, you know, and be the best person that yeah. I can that day. Um, so yeah, those, yeah, are, those starting are the big things. I wish I could say... You yeah I wish I could say i meditate for you know two hours every day and i blah 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 no i don't i i, well, I
0: don't and and is that I, really necessary that's an expectation that a lot of us can't live up to
1: well uh, for me um prayer is prayer is asking and meditation is listening and I've gotten to a point where um I can do those together I don't need it to be. Kind of a separate thing anymore. Um, Yeah. Just because I've been doing this for a while, so um, now, but but I love I, I love having gratitude, Um, and it just sets my day and sets my mind in a in a so much better place.
0: Yeah. Every day, so. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, Welcome, Jr. Glad you made it. I'm sorry to hear that your neighborhood has experienced. Some flooding, I'm assuming that means you may be near the hurricane. So, mm. I hope everybody's keeping safe out there. I've been seeing videos of the hurricane, they're really scary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope you're all staying safe. Yeah, yeah. Stacy says, Are there stones that help? Yes. So, like we talked about a minute ago, um, prenite is a great one. Another one for just keeping your energy clear is selenite. Cool. This is selenite. Um, it's white or peach, generally. Oh yeah, you've got your you've got your lamp. That's so cool. Uh-huh. Selenite's a great one to keep around your workspace, your bed, anywhere that you want to keep the energy really particularly clear. Um, selenite's a great stone for that. You can also carry it with you and use it like a worry stone. You can also get it in jewelry, but I particularly like it sitting around in spaces you know in your workplace and stuff like i have this okay i will admit this is i broke this i'm so sad see this there's this part there's this part they used to be one and then i knocked it off my desk and broke it um but i've always liked having little selenite towers and things around my workspace because i feel like it helps keep the energy clear
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i um I I don't know if you can see it very well but I have these bracelets that I wear that um because for me it's hard to to carry a stone um sometimes and so mm-hmm. I like to have these on but I was just thinking I probably need to clear them it's been a while so Yeah yeah don't forget, don't forget the hygiene of your of your stones so Yeah
0: that's important definitely definitely Uh, Kev says, what I am finding truly important for me is to check in with myself after waking up. How's my breathing? Where's my head at to truly know how I am before leaving the house. Now I might be calling Christy by the end of the day sometimes, (laughs) and that's okay. That is okay. You know, knowing when you need help is a really important part of managing empath overload. Sometimes we need, you know, Mm -hmm. some assistance. Yeah and that's okay.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stacy, I hate feeling Oh wait a minute. Cammy, I am always grateful I wake up face up and not face down. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Cammy. <laughs> Stacy says I hate feeling the yuck of extra energy and that anxiety feeling. I feel it now. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, you
0: know, I I want to let's why don't we just do clear your bubble as a group? This is Yeah. This is my favorite Rhonda mentioned um, the white light shower. This is kind of an evolved version of the white light shower. And it's an exercise that I love that I feel like every empath should do every single day because it really helps us. So, Stacey, I think it will help you a lot. So, everybody, let's just do it together. So just close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. Now, I want you to bring your attention to your bubble, which is the energy from your body out to arm's length. So it goes all the way around you and above your head. This is your space. I call it your energy body because this is where your energy should be just you and clear and, you know, you're carrying only your own stuff here. It really is a space that should be just your own energy it's your boundary between yourself and the rest of the world now the thing with for empaths is that this space becomes rather than a boundary more like a sponge so you may notice in this bubble you have around you that there are some things floating around in here you might see them as colors or words you might just feel their presence doesn't matter how you perceive this energy here but as Stacy said she's feeling it now and and you know that just means you've got some energy floating around in that bubble that doesn't belong to you so we need to clear your bubble you pick up this energy from every interaction you have with other people if you are some kind of an empath we just all do and trust me not everyone does and that's a bit of a surprise I think for all of us but for those of us that feel this way we know what it means so I want you to visualize screwing a, just a garden hose to the bottom of the bubble. And now open up a vortex of white light in the earth next to you. So this is just a space where anything we put in this vortex of white light can be transmuted into light. So it's gonna be released from us, it's transmuted into light, so it's not gonna be picked up by anybody else we are just clearing it. Literally, that's what it means to clear something. So drop the other end of the garden hose into the vortex of white light and just let that energy flow out. You can watch it or feel it being released out of your bubble all the way down to the bottoms of your feet and just feel it flow out into the vortex of white light. And it's being released from you in all directions of time. So this is not energy that you're going to pick up from any place again. Okay. When you feel that your bubble is clear, just unscrew the garden hose. And now we're going to fill your bubble back up with your energy because that's what should be here. So we're going to take this empty space and we're going to fill it up. So bring your attention to your heart chakra, just right in the center of your chest. And feel or in your mind's eye see what colors are there. And don't worry about what colors are supposed to be there. There's really no supposed to here. Just any color that you see. Start pushing that energy out from your heart chakra. And we're going to use that energy to fill our bubble. And it's just going to start to pool at the bottoms of our feet. And slowly fill the bubble all the way up. So just breathe as you do it. Let the energy flow out. Just observe the colors of the energy that you see. Recognize that this is the this is the energy that is fundamentally you. And fill that bubble all the way back up to the top, up above your head. And when you fill it, feel it fill up, just again take a couple of deep breaths. And open your eyes. Very good.
1: Yeah, one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, it, it is one of mine as well. And it is a great one for all empaths. You start feeling that energy, you know, like Stacy said, that yucky extra energy and that feeling of anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's how to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And you can do this every day. You can do this more than once a day. Hey, Shelby. Hey, Em, we're not taking questions today. We're actually talking about empath overload. And how we're dealing with that. We have a our very special guest, my wife and original psychic sister, Rhonda Knutsen, is here with us tonight. So it's nice to have hey. Rhonda here. But, yeah, that is an exercise that you can do every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you work with the public and if you work in some kind of a helping field, guess what, man? Yeah. You're filling up with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's, it's it's true. Yeah. And this is a really easy way to get rid of it. You know, I have been talking with people a lot lately about empath, being an empath. And one of the things we look alike, well, <laughs> we've been together for 22 years. If that tells you anything, <laughs> we are a lot alike yeah, at this point. <laughs> um, oh, good. Um you are an empath. Nice. Um, what was I? trying to say something
1: i don't know i started reading the comments as you were talking and
0: oh i i just lost my train of thought but anyway as an empath you can you know oh what i was trying to say is people ask me regularly uh you know how to shield myself so i don't pick up other people's emotions here's a newsflash it's it's not possible you can't you can try all day long and you're still going to pick up some stuff that's just reality Um, I have worked for years to try to figure out what is the way to shield yourself that really does. It just doesn't work because as an empath, it's a gift. Being an empath is a gift and being able to feel other people's emotions is actually a gift. It may feel like a curse sometimes, but it's very useful. You can use it in your life to better understand the people around you and to, change your situation for the better and that kind of thing. Um, but you also have to know how to let go of that energy so that it doesn't just build up and build up and build up.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like any gift that you're given, you're given a gift, but it's up to you to cultivate it and to, and to work at it and to hone it and make it yours. You know, we, Yeah. Um, I wish I was given the gift of playing the guitar, but, it's something I want to do. And so it's something I practice and I try.
0: You're doing great.
1: Right, Em. Yeah. It's not like just reading. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it just, you're right. It just happens. It just happens. <laughs> <K. laughs>
1: okay. Okay. That law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, we're not even going to go there. No, no. Um, but yeah, it it does just happen. It's spontaneous. It's it's like feeling an emotion. If mm-hmm. you think we have any control over the emotions that we feel, you don't. You have a control over what you do with them, your reaction, your response. Right. But you don't actually have any uh, control over how you feel or what you feel. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. See what you can do. <laughs> Best of luck. <laughs> yeah. And
1: the thing is, is that. You don't have control over how you feel, but you do have control over what you do yep. uh, with those feelings. So, And it's,
0: it's the same thing as an empath, what mm-hmm. you do with that information. And sometimes you just go, okay, I'm going to put that in my back pocket and remember it for next time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you feel like you need to act upon it. Sometimes it truly is just about learning to more clearly understand people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cranky feelings are facts. It is true. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely true. And we should never feel embarrassed or ashamed that we're feeling a certain way because there are no bad emotions. It's just not even a thing. Mm -hmm. It's just what we do with them, you know, that is our responsibility.
1: One thing I will say though, is I've noticed that when I feel angry or when I, one of my clients feels angry, Nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, it's because somebody stepped on a boundary, whether it be yours or somebody else's Somebody stepped on a boundary. And that's what makes you I mean, that's why you feel that anger. Um, And then it comes back to, you know, what do you do with it? Do you set a boundary? Do you just let it go? Do you you know, how do you deal with it? But um, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Uh, Stacy says, I've noticed even on YouTube, I feel the anxiety in some chats. How can that even happen? Because you're an empath, my dear, you are like an antenna for other people's energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not unusual at all because physical distance doesn't really exist on the energy plane. If we are interacting with one another in some way, it doesn't matter if we're across the world from each other. We can still feel each other. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, the thoughts and prayers thing that we talked about earlier. um, If it's if it's meaningful, that's when it makes sense. Yeah. If it's just, you know, glib and whatever. But I think when it first started, that's what people meant, you know, is you are in my thoughts. You are in my prayers. I am I am sending energy to you. And now it's become, you know, something totally different.
0: Right, right. But we know, for a lot of us, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we really do mean things like that, you know? Right. That we really do, um, uh, you know, have a, a Reiki box or a, a list or whatever, you know, lots of people do. Do you guys know who Mandy Patinkin is? He's a he's an actor. He played um, Inigo Montoya on uh, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. I love him. Love him. And he had this whole thing uh, go down on TikTok recently that was so cool. So this girl saw a video of his and it really triggered her because her dad had just died. And that she'd remembered that he talked about his dad had died before he did that scene. My name is Nigo Montoya. Who mm-hmm. killed my father, prepared to die, mm-hmm. that he was literally, you know, wishing to see his own father again when he did that scene. And that's why it was so passionate. And on TikTok, she's like, if if anybody can get this to Mandy Patinkin, I just let him know how much that meant to me, because it just made me feel closer to my own dad to hear you say that. Well, the video, if you guys know TikTok at all, you know, somebody tagged somebody who tagged somebody who tagged somebody, finally gets literally to Mandy Patinkin because he and his wife, and their son, they have a a TikTok channel, and he talked direct directly to that girl, and it was so sweet, and he said, can you please get me your full name and your father's full name, because I will add you to my prayer list. I have a list of names that I say every day that I pray for them, which I thought was the sweetest mm-hmm. thing ever. Right. You know, there are people out there that do things like that for real, which I right. think is so cool.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Kat says, I'm an empath, still learning to ground myself. Grew up military brat and never understood my gift. Had many anxiety-ridden migraine days and nights. Oh, I bet. Feel better now with better understanding. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Kat. Yeah, grounding, especially if you've moved a ton as a kid, is hard because that's how you learn to ground is by staying in one place for a long time and that feeling like home Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but you can bring that to yourself now
1: yeah 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 and there's a lot oh sorry there's a lot of thing you can to do for that too you know the grounding stones and things like that but also just Mm -hmm. just um you know my favorite is is the red tree roots going down through your through your feet you know Um, and they do that especially when I'm feeling ungrounded or I'll get a stone, I've got this great big obsidian at work um, that sits on my desk that I tend to pass around because I got a lot of people who are not grounded as they could be too. But (laughs) um, yeah, but, but yeah, it, it's important. I I was, I didn't grow up like that, but I grew up with a lot of trauma and stuff. And, and so um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to feel that, that safety you know, sometimes. And so really grounding uh, helps with that.
0: Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh Cammie says, I saw that video from Mandy Patinkin and it brought tears to my eyes. Me too. It was so sweet, but I just love that there are very genuine people out there that do very much care. You know, mm-hmm. it may seem like everything's gotten flippant and hateful, but it's not real. No. And that's part of it for all of us. I think we have to, uh recognize oh lauren says wow i moved a fair amount as a child so that makes total sense to me now as to why i feel so ungrounded all the time yes so create that sense of home for yourself lauren so that you can develop that sense of safety it's really about safety Mm -hmm. um it is so that you can be more grounded Mm -hmm. so creating that sense of safety for yourself first inside of yourself and then where you live is also really important. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. That's my yeah, favorite one. Tree roots. That's yeah. my favorite one.
0: It is mine, too. I like to go out and sit under our elm tree, too. We have a big elm tree in our backyard, mm-hmm. and that helps me, too. I love that tree. Yep. It's a good one. It's a very good one. Well, we are almost out of time. Any Last guidance, anything that comes up for our empaths who are feeling overload, you know, what, what's one last thing you want them to know?
1: Uh, You know, I, what I would say is you've got this, you got this, you were given a gift and it's a, it, it is a gift, but it's a gift that you, you have to cultivate. You have to make work for you. And so recognizing that that gift, you know, uh, if used, in, you know, if if it gets filled up, or or like we talked about, um, you know, it, it doesn't work for you as well. So again, knowing how to use your gift uh, in the in a way that serves you.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Cami says, uh, sometimes when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I remember what a friend said: "Never give up five minutes before the miracle." <laughs> it helps to calm me. It's so true. That. It's so true. We all have a tendency to do that, don't we? Mm -hmm. Well, I think also for empaths to be kind to yourselves. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Being an empath on this planet, I think at any time, is a hard thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all doing the best that we can. And we're working to learn and understand and have better control over it and to understand how to use it in our lives and sometimes we screw up, you know, mm-hmm. and we cross a boundary and then we have to fix it. And you know what? That's okay. Right. It's okay. It but I think that empaths can be incredibly hard on themselves because we tend to feel what other people feel. And so then we think that everything is our fault and we're responsible for everything. And it just, it's not true. And you're all doing a fantastic job.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I read somewhere and, and I think this is my favorite, my favorite quote or, or saying is, um, you know, you're not here to learn. You're not here to, to teach. You're not here to grow. You're here to be the best person that you can be. And there you, you know. define who that is.
0: Yeah, you sure yeah. do. Very good. Well, so thank nice you. To meet you guys, too. Thank you. Yeah. So nice you're to have awesome. Rhonda here. We're going to do another show together for next week. It's going to be really fun. Very different from this one. So
1: it's one of my favorite topics. I'm just going to throw that out there.
0: Yeah. It might have something to do with someone that has large feet. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not LeBron James. No. no, 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 it is
0: not. All right. Well, Thank you all very much for being here. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to check out all of our cases this week. And of course, um, I did do a live earlier today talking about the 48 Hours episode with the interview with Chad Daybell's kids. If you haven't watched that, check it out. because was hummed here. I think I I titled it Shell Shocked. So (laughs) (laughs) be warned. So check that out. We will be back on Monday with another awesome case. And as always, we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Thank you.